lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Hey, look, we're back in our normal time slot here within the comfy confines of the Steve Dace Show studio. That would be me. Greetings. Happy Wednesday to all of you. I hope you had a great extended Labor Day weekend. Hope you had a great opportunity to listen to us fill in for the great Hall of Famer Glenn Beck yesterday. That podcast is available on all the platforms. If you missed yesterday's show, go and get that. Todd Erzin is here, as well as Aaron McIntyre. We've got a jam-packed Wednesday show for you. The Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation will be joining us here uh, towards the end of the program. At uh, It will play by Seller Hold as well. At the bottom of this hour, I'm going to take a few minutes and propose a difficult topic to navigate. And a friend of the program, Bob Vanderplatz, has a piece up today for the blaze about the looming marriage vote in the United States Senate. And we have, and I think rightfully so, had a lot of conversations on this program in recent years about cults, about groupthink, about there's, there's nothing new, no objective piece of data that you could present that would change blankety blank's mind. There's no standard there. There's just conforming. There's just group and identity belonging. There's nothing transcendent there at all. It's just nihilistic. You guys have heard me say before that I think the greatest theological work in all of human history is Paul's letter in Romans in the New Testament. It is the first laying out of a systematic Christian theology, every chapter from the very beginning. It goes through the history of the Jewish people in the, in the Old Testament, how that relates to the New Testament. It eviscerates arguments and challenges to Christianity that in some cases are decades, if not centuries away from manifesting themselves. Even today, the year is, we're coming to the fourth quarter of 2022. That work was written nearly 2,000 years ago, probably sometime in around 50 or 60 AD is when Paul wrote that. Maybe even earlier. We're coming up on 2,000 years. And to this day, you can still, you want litmus tests, you can tell the salt level in your church by how it treats the book of Romans to this very day. You, you cannot water it down. It's impossible to be watered down. It's a devastating apologetic. It is Paul really the final burst of energy in his ministry. And at the sort of the peak of his experience and wisdom as an apostle, plus the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Most watered-down American churches won't even, they will treat Romans like it is the New Testament Leviticus. It's like it's not even there because you cannot water it down. If you attempt to, you get exposed. So we have a tendency just to go around it in a lot of cases. And one of the things, though, that is troubling about Romans for you as a believer is there are several moments. My favorite chapter in all of scripture is Romans chapter eight. Soaring poetic levels of prose in that chapter. 
while teaching hard theology. And it, I mean, it's, you know, it's the theological equivalent of a win one for the Gipper speech is Romans chapter eight. You're ready. You're ready to run through a wall. You're ready to step into the fiery furnace when you read that. There's other times that you cheer Paul on as he destroys arguments against what he calls the sage of this age. But every now and then throughout the book of Romans as well, and this is where it gets uncomfortable, it's almost as if Paul recognizes there's a rhythm here, and he's like, you know, i got to make sure people reading this don't get self-righteous, and he turns the pen on you and on his own to test us to say, do we really mean this stuff? As American believers, we may be facing that kind of a moment here at some point this week. And at the bottom of the hour, I want to discuss this. And, and, I, and I don't have, I'm not the Apostle Paul. I'm the Juco uh, kid uh, born to the 15-year-old mom, Steve. <laughs> so I'm not here to give you some sort of apostolic pronouncement. I, I don't know the answer. I just know, though, that there's a question we need to wrestle with on both sides of this equation. So we're going to wrestle with it for a few minutes. We'll probably not come to any definitive conclusion. But we at least, I think, need to have this internal dialogue so that we don't become like that which we are attempting to defeat. I'll get into that here at the bottom of the hour, and I'm sure it'll make my inbox very popular with many of you. But that's never stopped me before and probably won't stop me at any point in the future, as a matter of fact, because that's why I'm here. Um, Other people that are better looking and more talented and let's face it, far more likable and charming uh, don't have this lofty position because they won't ask the questions that need to be asked that might even alienate your own support system, your own base. We'll ask them, though. Because Todd thinks vinegar's a food group. Aaron builds end tables at home alone for a holiday weekend. And well, by now, you know, I'm kind of a douche. So we will get into that uh, at the bottom of this hour. Which means, before we do, you might want to consider pouring yourself a nice glass from our friends at Bonner Private Wines or taking advantage of their offer right now. They've, they've had a long-standing great offer on this show. Some of the best imported red wines, literally, on planet Earth. Uh, They're from deep in the Andes Mountains. Malbec grapes, 9,000 feet of altitude. Families that have been doing this the old-fashioned way with vineyards now into a second century. This is one of our favorite uh, partners we have on the show, if your name is Todd Erzin. He thinks Bonner Private Wines are a food group at this point, right? You can't see him right now, but he is saluting, okay? Uh, They've had this long-standing offer where you get half off the wine and then half off the shipping. You can't beat it especially the shipping part for imported wine. But now, 
They've added an extra incentive. You get an extra bonus bottle of small batch, limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar as well. So that's four bottles for the price of three and half off the wine and half off the shipping. You can't beat it. Just go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. No promo code needed. Just go to the website, bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. And now here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by new COVID just dropped. This is the president of the European Commission, the de facto president of the European Union, Ursula von der Leyen, just this morning talking about Europe's energy crisis. And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. That sounds familiar. Meanwhile, in California, where they just enacted a law banning sales of gas-fueled vehicles by the middle of next decade, state leaders, including Governor Gavin Newsom, are urging all residents of the state to curb their usage of electricity or else they'll face blackouts. California's energy grid operator issued something called a Level 3 Energy Emergency Alert and called on Californians to set their thermostats to 78 degrees, don't use large appliances like ovens, and use only fans for cooling their homes. Sure enough, reports of blackouts started popping up out of places like Silicon Valley last night. U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, your thoughts? California is in the lead, can show the rest of the nation how it is done. The White House has appointed former Clinton aide John Podesta to essentially manage a $370 billion green slush fund. Meanwhile, the old COVID marches on. Here's White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Ashish Jha. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Here's the evil bastard, Anthony Fauci. We likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. Joe Biden, your thoughts. We beat farmer this year. We beat farmer this year, and it mattered. We're going to change people's lives. Back in California, L.A. County's chief medical officer, Brad Spellberg, quickly tweeted, then deleted the following, quote, It's the definition of COVID death. If you die with COVID-positive test, that's reported as a COVID death. Since we test all admissions for COVID, symptoms or not, more than 90% of positive tests are now incidental findings, not COVID disease, meaning most COVID-positive deaths are not due to COVID. Again, that's the chief medical officer of L.A. County, California, in a now-deleted tweet. A new study authored by professors and researchers ranging from Harvard to Oxford, John Hopkins, and the University of Edinburgh has found the COVID jabs are up to 100 times more likely to cause serious injury to young adults than it is to prevent the disease. In completely unrelated news, we go to Wasion, Ohio. It started on August 1st. Um, his dad took him to the emergency room. He was having severe pain in his back and legs. I was a bit confused. I didn't know really what was happening. And he just told me that he was just wasn't feeling good. The night before Wasion's first team practice, junior Caden Clymer unexpectedly had to be taken to Toledo Children's Hospital. His calves were actually swelled up four inches larger in circumference than they are now. So they, he was very uncomfortable. I just wanted to go home, honestly. I, I, I didn't really care what they did to me. I just wanted to go home. 
Full of pain and uncertainty, Clymer received word that he had blood clots in his legs. Six feet of blood clots were removed. And because of the blood thinners he now has to take, his football career over. According to the CDC, the average life expectancy in the United States dropped nearly a full year in 2021, despite the aforementioned glorious jabs. Moving on, Donald Trump says the FBI did more than just seize a few documents from his Mar-a-Lago home. They rifled through the First Lady's closet drawers and everything else. And even did a deep and ugly search of the room of my 16-year-old son. <laughs> leaving everything they touched in far different condition than it was when they started. On Monday, a federal judge in Florida may have broken the raid on Mar-a-Lago wide open, appointing a special master to review all seized documents from the raid in order to determine if they fit the purview of the search warrant. According to documents pertaining to the judge's order, only around 100 of the 11,000 documents ripped from Mar-a-Lago contained classification markings. In other words, the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago was indeed an effort by the DOJ under control of the White House to steal privileged documents from Trump in order to use them again. Him. Now, here's this story of interest. An investigative reporter for the Las Vegas Journal Review, reportedly the last local reporter still investigating the country music festival massacre, was found murdered outside of his home, stabbed to death. And finally, for something completely different, here's this. Welcome to 2022, where you can do anything a man can do. I am so excited to finally be here. You are going to love it. Feminism has done so much for women. Do tell. No more aprons, first of all. Oh, do we finally have a butler to cook for us? Oh gosh, no, you'll just eat pre-made greasy crap out of a bag on your way to and from work. I suppose that sounds convenient, so I get to work outside the home? Totally. You get to sit in a cubicle all day while you stare at a computer screen chugging coffee. So liberating, right? I suppose. I'm at work all day. Will we finally have a Rosie the Robot maid? <laughs> No, you'll still have to do all the cleaning. That's what your weekends are for, cleaning and laundry. Oh, and errands and yard work. Wait, so I have to work full time plus still manage my home full time? I mean, you want to have it all, right? Okay, but what about my husband? Is he amazing? What? No, you're not married. You live alone with your cat. What? You do date though. A lot. You can just have sex with whoever, whenever you want. That sounds kind of gross, actually. Just pick them off of this app. What about pregnancy? Oh, there's this magic pill you take, totally wrecks your hormones, but keeps you from getting pregnant so you can, you know, knock some boots. The pill is magic? Well, it's mostly effective, but don't worry. If by chance you do get pregnant, you can totally just kill the baby by having an abortion. Why would I do that? So you can get back to work, duh. Someone has to fill that cubicle space. Okay, am I at least happy? Yeah, as long as you don't skip your antidepressant pill. Another magic pill. Gotta cope somehow. I think I'll just stay here. Get to have purple hair. And that's what happened while we were away. Straight up, that is one of the best videos I've seen in my entire career. One of the best videos in the entire history of social media. I'm not aware of the woman who uh, created that. Um, I, I don't know her name. And I've never heard of her work before. And that is on me. Because if she is, if she is capable of that level of commentary, then may her house increase. That, that, she deserves a far bigger platform. That, that video is, an, is a devastatingly astounding critique 
of this last era, of this last generation. Aaron's Montage is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they've got three-month emergency electricity kits for you yet over there. It's, uh, Efforting. My Patriot Supply. I mean, again, I'm the idiot. I mean, my inbox is still telling me I'm the idiot for last week talking about over 6 million people in California voted for Trump last year or last election. Over 6 million of them. And here's what you got for it. Coming climate, electricity, COVID lockdowns. That's that's what you got for it. But there. you're right. You're right, man. I'm the moron. I'm the idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right? I'm the one that's going home to an AC unit this afternoon that I'll have to turn up because my house is too cold. But you're right, man. I, what do I know? Send, what I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the moron here. What, what, what do I know? I, I don't know anything. Send your okay? angry letter via carrier pigeon to Steve Davis' exactly. actual house. Yes, yes. Because you won't be able to send an email... Because they shut off your electricity. Yes. <laughs> that being said, um, you can make sure that you are prepared because the same people that now manage your health care and are managing your electrical grid, oh, they desperately want control of your food supply. They're working on that too. Make sure you are prepared for when they get it with a three-month emergency food kit because the vast majority of Republicans you're going to vote for in eight and a half weeks ain't going to do a damn thing to stop them. All right. So uh, go to preparewithdace.com. Get this three month emergency food kit for you and your family. Uh, it's three square meals a day plus snacks and drinks, the full 2,000 plus calories that you need daily. And it's for you and every member in your family to have peace of mind to know that when Let's Go Brandon goes down again, you are prepared. And now they're giving you a bigger discount. It's $250 off now. It's $250 off plus free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com. $250 off plus free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com. So, two things that we told you over the last couple of years. That at the time, oh no, no, that's not true. Or that's an overreaction. Or that's a conspiracy theory. Two things that we told you would eventually manifest themselves are now reality. Let's start with the jab. From the very beginning, from the very launch of Operation Warp Speed, before I entered in, before I at least dipped my toe into the dark domain that the Erzin family inhabits every day on this topic, and not even before I even considered going into that cave, okay, what did I tell you? That they would never come up with a true vaccine to COVID-19, that they tried for well over a decade to SARS-CoV-1, and this is SARS-CoV-2, that they tried for over a decade, and they could not do it. They eventually gave up. The idea that they were going to do this in a year was never going to happen, if ever. And I told you that at best, what they would come up with was a therapeutic, like the flu shot. Did, I, did we not, are these not the exact words that I said throughout the year 2020? And that's why I said waiting around for them to come up with a vaccine so we're all just going to hide in our homes and, and, and lock our kids down, isolate our elderly, not live life, not feed the world. 
while we wait for a magical vaccine that will never arrive, it will never come. And now here we are. We saw another decline in life expectancy in the United States last year, despite the presence of glorious vaccine. What is the benign and innocent explanation for that? Answer, there is not one. There is not one. Instead, what you now watch is Tulsa TV reporters have sudden strokes on television. High school football players have multiple blood clots pulled out of their legs. Maybe the biggest television broadcaster in America, he is certainly on the list, Kirk Herbstreit. He's at least in the top five, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're watching him talk about, hey, I got blood clots too, even though the doctors told me my arteries were clear. I've got an email from a guy telling me that his 89-year-old father died after getting the the booster, and they pulled, I mean, almost like a 12-inch blood clot out of him in the autopsy. A year ago at this time, if I would have claimed that the COVID vaccine is not a vaccine but a therapeutic, I might have missed, I might have risked being banished from the social media platforms that we all use the most. And now, and now here we are. They're openly going to market it as a flu vaccine, ex- ex- except it'll be less efficacy. You know, in a given year, if, you're, if it's really good, the flu vaccine has about a 50% efficacy. But it doesn't give you those nipid, or those lipid nanoparticles and the spiked protein and all the other escalating side effects. At worst, you'll just be like what most people do get when they get the flu vaccine and then get the flu. I hope they throw the monkeypox vaccine in there too so we can get all of them. Yes. Now, now everything we told you from the beginning is now all open public policy. Last year... We did a show last fall that ended up inspiring this book here that came out in December. And in that show, I laid out for you why the game plan that was just conducted during COVID will be the game plan moving forward on every issue. I'm not, and I wasn't talking about healthcare, but on everything. Everything now is a public health or public nuisance or public something issue. Now here we are. All the same terms. They're even dropping flatten the curve. On electric rationing. All the same terms. All the same rationales. Why? Because it's from all the same people. And here's one thing I want to say to my colleagues in this industry. Enough with the ha ha ha, dumb libs, move everybody to EVs and they don't have enough electricity for their cars. Ha ha ha, funny, funny, funny. It ain't funny, actually. And I know that gets us the clicks, yo. I know it does. But if we are at least remotely serious about beating these people, we need to start taking them seriously because I promise you, they are literally deathly serious. There are people that are going to die in their sweat box homes because of what they're about to do to them. The true heart of darkness that we're talking about here is what they did to the elderly during COVID in those nursing homes across the country. That's what this is. You're a useless eater. There's no point to you 
If we cannot to each according to his abilities, for each according to his needs. And if your vote doesn't help, doesn't help us in any way, shape, or form, there's no point to your existence. They are fine killing people to accomplish their goals. So maybe on your way to getting your coveted Fox News contributorship, could you point that out once or twice maybe? They're going to freaking kill people is what they're going to do. And you know what? They want to. They want to do it. They desire to. No, it's not hypocrisy. They're not going to turn their AC units down. You are. You're lesser to them, lower to them. You can be sacrificed. They're ebony maw. You may think this is your suffering, but it is your salvation because you're grist for my mill. Same game plan, same everything. Because what do cancers do when they're not irradiated? They spread. They spread. Gentlemen, your thoughts. You know, we were talking before the show, Steve, about uh, doing uh, Glenn Beck yesterday and what it's like, uh, the, the, the daily drinking from the fire hose of the news cycle, and then Aaron's montage comes up again. If 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 five years ago you were shown this, and what what would the state of things be like if you saw this? One montage, and this is the news. You see existential event, fall of Rome stuff, over and over. Every one of them. You mm-hmm. hit two of them, Steve. They're talking about the, the, guy, the doctor who talks about the clear overcount from the beginning. Yes. To totally psychologically manipulate this entire thing from the get-go. They're both willing to exaggerate deaths and cause them to get the yes. agenda that they want. Whatever it takes. Yes. Uh, it, it, it's, it's truly remarkable how, when he quotes it, Ebony Ma, uh, how prophetic that is, because th- this is pure, pure endgame stuff. Everything is depopulation. Everything we, is. We, we're, our, and you're to be depopulated. Yes. And we still, because of our comfort, we have normalized this. Tucker Carlson did a great piece on this about the woman who was just murdered in Memphis. Like we, we've just accepted that this this happens there's criminals everywhere and you can't go out at 8 30 in the morning because that's kind of crazy in memphis that's nuts we have got to stop accepting insanity as normal we need to fight and we need to fight right damn now red waves coming to save us aaron you know it as it always does um this again what we're witnessing now if if it is not if it is not some precursor to end of days events I really hope pre-trib, I hope that view, uh, pre-trib rapture, I hope, I hope both of those terms are true. Because what we're seeing now is, as you just pointed out, Steve, whether it's, whether it's the, the Klaus Schwab Bond villains trying to pull all the strings, or it, is, or it is just straight up demonic deception, demonic influence, demonic fill-in-the-blank... We are up against something that this world has never seen because it is at a global, international scale. Gird your loins because dark days are still coming. Yet at the very same time as well, that's when the Lord could... 
as believers, we also think that's when the Lord could actually do uh, an incredible thing. But how, how will he accomplish that? Through his tools and instruments, that's us as well. So we can't, as Todd said, is too, we can't get complacent. Because we show, and, and I say we, everyone, the church, every institution, showed these demonic entities, and that's what I believe this is, these demonic entities. Hey, you say this is a public blank emergency? We'll do, we'll roll over twice. We'll roll over for you. So, hell yeah, they're going to try this over and over and over again. They've told you this. They've telegraphed this for decades. They don't, they don't, the, the spirit of the age cult, whatever we called them 20 years ago, liberals, lefties, progressives, the spirit of the age cult has never existed in reality, never existed in true reality. So the depths to which they will sink, there are no depths. There are none whatsoever. And it's up, up to us. Are, are, we, are we ready and willing to just draw a line in the sand? Anywhere. Anywhere. On any level. Sadly, more often than not, although I, we're seeing that change very slowly and a little bit maybe too late, but more often than not, we've just shown. Those of us lovers of liberties, believers, We've just shown that there is no line. There is no line that the spirit of the age can cross that we will just say, ah, nah, take away whatever you want. But nah, that's a no from me, dog. There's nothing new under the sun. This is Darwinian descent of man mobilized and weaponized into what we've seen before, whether we called it Malthusian ethics, whether we called it Marxism, whether we called it progressivism. It's the same nihilistic, demonic agenda. And we need to take it a lot more seriously than funny haha libs. More in a moment. It is now officially the most wonderful time of the year, otherwise known around here as football season. That also means it is peak tailgate season around the country. And if you are looking for a peak cooler that you can even customize, uh, they'll do that for you as well. Just about anything you want, provided it's not, you know, like gross or violating a copyright. It's our friends over at Tyga Coolers, uh, premium American-made coolers with a lifetime warranty, and they offer it to you for 10% off right now when you use my name, Steve, as the promo code at checkout at tygacoolers.com. T-A-I-G-A, tygacoolers.com. Again, same values that you and I have, and maybe you just don't care about, you know, a detailed, distinctive cooler. You just want a really good one. They'll give you one of those too. And whether it's customized or right off the line, 10% off with the promo code Steve right now. Perfect for tailgate season at tigacoolers.com. T-A-I-G-A for tigacoolers.com. So friend of the program, Bob Vanderplatz from the Family Leader, has a guest submission up at The Blaze today. Connecting the dots on marriage for Senate Republicans. I've got it linked on my Facebook and Twitter accounts. If you want a direct link, you can go there. On uh, Facebook, look for Steve Dace or at Steve Dace Show on Twitter. But I think that this is a moment 
we need to have an internal dialogue and remain critical thinkers so that we can withstand the temptation here to go rival cult to the cult we're up against. I mean, if you really want to know the difference between the French and American revolutions, that's it. That's just, you know, identity politic, class warfare, storm the Bastille, and um, here's the goddess of reason followed by guillotines. That's one approach. The other approach is we have no king but Jesus. Our rights come from God. Appealing to divine providence. You know, stuff like that. That's how we did it. And all it did was produce the greatest ongoing, but definitely teetering, experiment in human flourishing and freedom we have seen since Genesis chapter 3. So we must have been on to something. And this is a conversation that has been going on for the last few years. How much like them can we become to beat them? Now, see, I don't think we can become like them like at all. And sometimes that gets taken to mean that we are pushovers. How long have you known me, Todd? Mm, Almost 20 years? Yeah, it's going on 20. I strike you as a pushover in any way, shape, or form. If you were, I wouldn't work for you yeah, anyways. Has there ever been a moment you're like, wow, man, you just allowed yourself, you just got played. You just let yourself get punked right there. Didn't That's... even put up any kind of fight. Just rolled over and, you know, showed him your rear end. Have you ever seen me do that in all the years you've known me on I any front? Not. In fact, at times when it might have been actually the prudent thing to do, have you still seen me do Correct. <laughs> okay, no. All right. To my own detriment, and even if it was the smart play, it's just not in my nature. And I think that the reason we are tempted to, to go there is, is our own lack of faith. The idea that this is up to us. And again, forgive all the Genesis analogies. It's just what I've been studying for the last few months in small group. But we are Abram and Sarai. Yes, we know that God has given us this promise that in our, that in our advanced age, we will have a son that will be the son of promise, the son of covenant. But God clearly needs a little nudge. So let's go ahead and inseminate our Egyptian slave, Hagar. Well-intentioned, right? Good intentioned. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the result was what we now today call Islam. So well-intentioned. How did it turn out? Good? No. No, not didn't, didn't turn out good at all. Not at all. Not good. All right. So, this week, and I pray this does not happen, but it is possible. So, I would be remiss if I didn't say anything. It is possible that enough Republicans in the United States Senate are going to vote to codify so-called gay marriage into the federal code that it will be. Before we even get into your views on homosexuality 
and marriage and what's the definition of it and should government be involved in it or not, man, I, I'd love to have those conversations and debates. I would love to. But we're not going to even be permitted that conversation and debate. Because, see, the, the real point of this isn't the glorification of homosexuality. The same hell that is peddling the rainbow jihad hates those who succumb to it every bit as much as it hates those who confront it. It's not about that at all. What this is really about, and ironically, it, it's, it's, it's just being openly said by, I think his name is Michael Franken. I know it's Franken, but isn't the first name Michael Grassley's challenger Correct. here yep. in our state? The Democratic challenger. He's just openly saying... That when he gets into the Senate, if this happens, they're going to openly declare lawfare and warfare, the feds will, on the church. And he's right. Because that's what this has been about the entire time. Literally 10 seconds after Windsor and Obergefell, we went right to bake the cake bigot. Like in 10 seconds. They went looking, in fact. They went looking for this confrontation. Because that's what this is about. This is a war against God. You didn't make me the right way. I, I, I don't want to fight these desires anymore. You have to affirm them. You have to affirm me as I am. And if you won't do it, then I will go and, and get the second greatest force on earth, government, to impose my will instead. I will be like the Most High. I will determine my identity. I will, pro I, will pro I will proclaim what is natural for my desires and behavior, not my maker. That's what this is about. Which is why in every European country that adopted gay marriage before us, they immediately began putting priests and pastors in jail who preached Romans 1 and Leviticus. Immediately. And it's the same countries that are now charging you with a crime if you use the wrong pronoun in public now. Because that's what this is really about. Using the full coercive force and power of the federal government to conduct open warfare and lawfare on the Church of Jesus Christ in America. And, you know, there aren't a lot of Jews in America. I think you're about 2.5% of the population. And those of you that are in our audience know that even among you, not a lot of you that are still Torah observant, but they're coming after you too. There's two sides of this equation. Number one, if you are a politician that votes for this, you should seriously be in fear of your eternal soul, in my opinion. I, I don't say that with any apostolic anointing or prophetic power. I don't have a title. I don't have those commendations. I'm just a guy who's read a Bible. And I don't even say this in the necessarily the way that Todd would probably mean it as a Catholic. That like a moment by moment decision like this could really put your salvation in danger, right? That yeah. that is your your ex exegesis over there on your side of the fence, right? Sure. On my side of the fence, we've used terms at times called being backslidden, false converts, 
you should consider that if you are willing to do this, despite whatever you vocally claim, you are not a believer, your sins are not forgiven. And that you know a tree by its fruit, we would both agree on that, right? Amen. So, whether you're Catholic like Todd and you think that this may de- this level of fruit may demonstrate that your your soul isn't isn't currently not in good standing, or you're Protestant like me and you would think this might demonstrate that your soul never was. The outcome here is ne- nevertheless the same. Yes. On the premise, we might disagree with the premise, but the outcome here, we both agree Correct. that if you do things like this in open, flaunting, shameful, and shameless defiance of the laws of nature and nature's God, your soul is in eternal danger. We don't talk like that enough in the political arena, frankly, but that's the reason why we have that so help me God thing attached to the oath of office because we're supposed to. But then, like I mentioned earlier with the book of Romans, this gets turned on us a little bit, doesn't it? Yes. I don't know what the answer is. I don't. But I do know that if you're a believer and your Republican senator votes for this and you have like no hesitation at all about voting for them again, I think you might need to check your own spiritual health. That's not to say you definitely can't do it. I mean, I don't know. We live in an imperfect, fallen world. We are getting besieged with evil on every side. I gave my largest donation I've ever given to a politician, to Senator Ron Johnson, for his brave work on the jab. He's already announced he's going to vote for this. So I'm not here to say that this is a simple process. It's not. But we should at least be trying to work out our salvations here with fear and trembling through these kinds of processes. That it's not just as simple as A plus B equals C. These are complicated processes. And the idea, I mean, if we all sit here and agree that if you vote to declare open lawfare and warfare, and I mean that, I'd say that to Ron Johnson's face. While at the same time saying, thank you for the work you have done on this and continue to do, but brother, you need to know that's a no. And we better have an argument other than our old lesser of two evils arguments to justify it. Well, Steve, if we don't vote for Sodom, we'll get Sodom and Gomorrah, Steve. We better have something better than, well, I only voted for the people that allowed them to declare war on me. And even issued the declaration, but not the people who are actually carrying it out. That ain't going to cut it either. Our willingness to wrestle with these difficult moral dilemmas. To hold ourselves accountable to a standard other than 
reducing this to mere sporting events or acting as if God couldn't possibly save America unless I vote for every terrible Republican imaginable. I don't know what will save this country. And frankly, I don't know that we can. And I don't even know that it deserves it. But I didn't deserve saving either. And Jesus saved me. Here's what I know, though, won't save it. I know that. I know this for sure. Cultically behaving like them. Reverting to cliches when confronted with our own lack of critical thinking. And then muting and blocking people if they dare call me on my own BS. I know that won't do it. I know there's no pilgrim or patriot there. I know that. There's just partisanship. This country needs truth a lot more than age or partisanship. In fact, it doesn't need the latter like at all. It's got enough of that. We're balkanized enough already. We're five minutes away from Archduke Ferdinand. Plenty balkanized. Thank you. Partisans, you've done your job. What's the prophetic truth here? What's the truth here? So I don't propose an answer because I don't think it's as simple as a formula. And they may not. Who knows how this will go this week? I don't know. But I think that we have to be willing to at least entertain what are our red lines? Do we have any? There's, we have no-nos. Just anybody, anybody can believe anything and be called a Republican and we vote for it. I know that's not biblical in any way, shape, or form. I know that's not. That's not sane. And it's probably not that either. So I will stop talking. Gentlemen, you have any thoughts? Outside of the more meta approach that you took, if I may take the, another tack about how sad this is, this is all being done in direct reaction to the greatest, to one of the greatest moral slash legal victories in the history of this nation, the overturning of Roe. It's being done in direct reaction to that. Now, it's not surprising that the Dems leading the way on that, but the Republicans, in light of that, if your instant knee jerk is, let's, let's react to that great legal and moral victory by making sure it has zero coattails. Again, I, I don't know why you got elected, but it clearly has nothing to do with the good, the true, and the beautiful. Because you, that's, that's an impossible reaction to a soul that is facing the altar in the right direction would take. You're turning your back on your God by taking this reaction. And it's sad and it's pathetic. I think the question that popped into my head while listening to that uh, talk, Steve, is, is asking myself, would this person that we're considering voting for have voted for this in 2010? And then, if they had voted for it in 2010, would I have then voted for them? And if the answer to that question is no on either one of them, especially on the latter, ask yourself a third question. What changed? Mm -hmm. What changed with me, particularly, that I'm now considering voting for this when I wouldn't have 10 years ago or 12 years ago? What changed? I think those are the probing questions that because it could be that I changed and I'm letting my standards slip a little bit here. That's what I'm, that's where I kind of ended up on that. 
It'll be your turn. When we come back, we will play buy, sell, or hold. Cannot wait. It's just a few minutes, so please wait until then. In a moment. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. And you, of course, can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter. Again, that's D-E-A-C-E. Look for me as well on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace. That's at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. And then you can find clips of the show free to watch and free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show as well. Those of you that are podcast listeners, thank you so much for being one of those. You're a major part of our audience. If you've yet to do so, please leave us a five-star review. Hit subscribe or follow, whichever applies on your podcast platform of preference. And thanks to all of you that have done those things for us already. If you've got a question, that you would like to have considered for Monday's upcoming Ask Me Anything. That's our next one. Put it inside your five-star review and it'll go to the front of the line for consideration by Todd for next week. This portion of the show brought to you by Raycon. They are the absolute best noise-canceling earbuds I have ever tried. And you know, when you wear them to work out, you get sweaty, things get loose. It's amazing how well they work. In fact, sometimes you got to think about putting them on Uh, where still some ambient sound gets in, particularly if you're around the kids, you don't want to leave them completely, you know, by themselves. That's how good they seal out noise. They're phenomenal. That's why whenever I get a new pair from Raycon, they usually end up getting yanked uh, by one of my kids. They give you eight hours of playtime on a 32-hour battery life. Uh, And then when you charge, it's super easy. You can even do it wirelessly as well. Raycon is so popular. They're approaching 50,000 five-star reviews. They are approaching 50,000 five-star reviews. Is that a lot? That is an awful lot. If you want to find out why, go to buyraycon, C-O-N-R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash Steve today. 15% off your order store-wide when you go to buyraycon.com slash Steve. Again, buyraycon.com slash Steve. Now time to buy, sell, or Lindsay. This is where you and the audience, via Aaron, throw to me and Todd. Who knows? Predictions, analysis, prophecies. Todd, you and I will decide, are we going to buy it? Are we going to sell it? We'll probably even explain why. Once per episode, you are permitted to put a Lindsay, meaning a hold. But if it's for any reason other than, wow, Aaron, how did that get on the air? Then you have played yourself. You have punked out. And since you have demonstrated effeminate tendencies, you must then hold Lindsey Graham in a carnal knowledge kind of way. Todd, are you ready to go? Let the record show you Lindsayed last week. I did. I did. And I am ashamed. Aaron. We will begin with a quick housekeeping note. I do not mean this to be critical, and I hope it doesn't come off that way. Just a couple of helpful notes for those submitting. Uh, if you submit more than like four or five, I- I'm sorry. I just... There's a pretty good chance that I will not see any of them just because I'm thinking you're, you're spamming me. I do not. I don't think maybe they are good, but if I see four or five from the same per- person all in a row, probably going to skip you. 
Also, the way I choose these is if I see something postulated most of the time, unless it's just like super clever, if I see something postulated where I instantly know what both of their reactions will be, usually skip it. So the bolder, the better. And if you think, hey, I don't know what they would say about this, probably a good chance I'm going to see it and pick it. And we will begin with this one from semi-fascist pony soldier <laughs> who has uh, things you will be jailed for in the not so distant future. Number one, adjusting the thermostat. Bye. 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 Yeah. Number two, burning wood to keep warm when power is out. That'll be Bye. the ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. Yep. You are not able to do that in order to exempt yourself. That's horse yes. fuel. Yeah. Bye. Uh, number three. Oh, dude. That'll preach right there. Horse fuel. That'll preach right there. Number yeah. three, charging your electric vehicle on quote unquote unapproved days. Bye. Bye. Yes. Using precious metals for trade outside the central bank digital currency. That's the new acronym mm. we're using for yep. all these things CBDC. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bye. I'll buy. Yes. Number five, growing your own food outside the system. Absolutely. That, that's bye. a buy on all these things. The game plan you saw during COVID, we will unleash this horror upon you. You will suffer from it until we are satisfied with your level of suffering, until our specific orchestrated solution arrives that gives us even more power and control over you. And any solution that you may find on your own that releases you from our power and control will be demagogued to death. Maybe even to the point of a loss of licensure or a loss of certification or cancellation or arrest. And then you will take our prescribed solution, whether you want to or not. You can't work which, if you, if you don't have a job, makes it kind of hard to do that whole buy and sell sure. thing. Can you guys think of a book that made any mention of a mark in order to buy or sell or folder? No. Some function or something that you had to agree to in order to take part in the commerce aspect of society? Does that ring a bell at all in any form of literature to you guys whatsoever? No? Vaguely. I mean, vaguely. You guys, have you heard this over in your Catholic circles? Is it, familiar at all got a cloud of unknowing hovering yeah. over me yes. right now yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. so yeah it's the same game plan all of it is right on the money bye we will go next to lou marconi who says the economic economic news will be so bad next month not even the republicans can screw up this year's midterm election i buy i, I agree I, I i i agree um now let's define if screw you just, up. that's what I was gonna, if you just okay. mean the numbers winning no Nothing beyond that. Just getting the house okay. I mean, could I see a scenario, for example, where, where because of what you said, Doug Mastriano gets elected governor in Pennsylvania. Because of everything else that Mehmet Oz has said and believed in the course of his career, he still loses by a two or three points because of a group of people who are just like, I'm not voting for that hack. Could I see that, right? Could, could Republicans blow the Senate because Mitch McConnell's going to let him screw us on guns and marriage in the same year? Could I see that mm -hmm. in several of these states that, remember, they've got to win Senate seats in six of the seven states that Trump <clears throat> lost in the last presidential election, okay? Six out of seven. They got to win seats in six out of those seven states. That's where the balance of power of the Senate's most likely going to be determined. So given those margins, could there be enough betrayals on a statewide level that it could cost them the Senate? I, I could see that. Yeah. But by and large, is there a way that the Democrats walk out of here with a clean win? 
No, I, I, I literally don't foresee that scenario and all and any form of analytics. And, and see, this is one thing I just had to learn to get good at. Analyzing outcomes not on the basis of what I think or want to happen, but what I actually see occurring. A lot of people can't do that because they like having friends. <laughs> okay. I like it too. It's just not a requirement. So I'm fine doing it. All right. And so whether it's Mehmet Oz, I was on trainees before trainees were cool. The thing last week, a few years ago, he tried to say smokers should not be allowed to work in the workplace anymore. Okay. I mean, could he alienate enough people that Doug Mastriano wins by a point or two and Mehmet Oz loses by a point or two? Yeah. Well, I think you saw it this morning. Didn't he say he would codify, would have codified the uh, election results? Yes, he said that. I forgot about that. He said that over the weekend, that he would have certified the election results as well. So is it possible he could cost himself a point two or three yes. that Doug Mastriano does not? Yeah, because these are deep existential issues. I mean, so you mean because I like a cigar, I can't work? Because I like menthols, I can't have a job. We're doing that now. I thought we wanted to get rid of a party that said, unless you did our specifically approved uh, activities, you were not permitted uh, commerce in America. Didn't, didn't we just have that argument over the jab? Yes. So, and by the way, at this point, smoking, cigarettes, the jab, cigarettes, the jab. Oh, man. Flipping a coin, man. That's a, if, okay, if we're a flipping a coin here. that choice is for me to become a lifetime smoker, I'm taking the smokes. True. Okay. I mean, at least, at least you got, you got more self-medication out of that nicotine yeah. than you ever got inoculation yeah. out of those jabs. And that'll preach right there for you as well. Yeah. So, um, yes, I could foresee those kinds of scenarios, but overall, I don't foresee a scenario where, where and I don't think they can cheat their way to win. And I think the margins in several of these places will be so overwhelming that they can't overcome them. So, and, and by the way, that's not good news for people like us. Nope. Just so you know, it's, 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 it's a little bit like I was total, it's a terrible analogy, but it'll, it'll bring home my point in a simple way. We will all understand Kentucky and Florida have a football game this weekend. If you guys know anything about the history of that rivalry, I think Kentucky's won it like twice in a hundred years or something. It, and it's happened like in the last few years, it's very rare that Kentucky beats Florida. Kentucky had its star running back get busted for a DUI during the offseason, and he got suspended. Chris Rodriguez, I think is his name. He got suspended over the course of the year and didn't play in the opener. Kentucky went out and got an All-American from one of these low-level FCS schools to come in and transfer in to take his place. Okay? That kid blew out his knee last week and is done for the year. So Kentucky never announced what, how long Chris Rodriguez's suspension was going to be for his DUI. How much do you want to bet now, with the Florida game next and the way that Florida looked last week against the top 10 team, Chris Rodriguez has seen the light. We've discussed this internally. He's ran the stairs, and he will be available for the game against Florida this week. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay. That's, that doesn't send, by the way, a good overall message. You'd much rather, it's not good for the young man probably either. You just, you taught him a lesson that... There's a certain level of performance that he can provide a society that then will make him unaccountable for terrible deeds. Is that a good lesson to teach a young man? Mm -hmm. That's not a good lesson. And we are, we are at, we are, that's why we just had the whole conundrum of the conversation exactly. we just had. Precisely. Because we all recognize we're at this breaking point as a society. 
But we had to make sure we don't break ourselves and say, you know what? Fund the government, fund the jabs, fund warp speed, have, do nothing, uh, fund gay marriage, and just have an R after your name. And it doesn't matter. It's because you had the R after. We can't do that either. And so we're, we're not in a good position. We're, we're losing our leverage points, which is one of the reasons why I spend so little time nowadays actually analyzing the meta-political world that I spent most of my career early on analyzing. And I spend much more of my time trying to get you to do things like not waste the best earning years of your lives funding the California communist government. Running for local office. Becoming ungovernable by the spirit of the age because that's where we have leverage. The truth of the matter is we are losing a lot of leverage within the, the meta two-party political process. And I think a lot of you know that. That's why there's so much loyalty to Trump because he is one of the few entry points for us to have any leverage at all despite the other things about him that have disappointed us or failed us like Bill Barr and Warp Speed and everything else. But still, when you look at the totality, if you want any leverage point within the larger political conversation in America. Where are the, what are your other three options other than Donald Trump? And I'll wait and go. I got nothing. There's nothing. Is that, is that a good position to that be in? Not. It's not a good position to be in, but it's the position we are in. Next up, we go to the warrior poet who says the FBI will stage a quote-unquote incident a few weeks prior to the election to allow for Biden to attempt to change the rules again to try to make the MAGA Republicans the culprit and cast doubt on the election outcomes. Bye. At this point, I, I, there, there's almost nothing that you could... I mean, I, I don't even know, and maybe I shouldn't even issue this challenge... What could you present to me as a buy, seller hold that I would say that's too fantastical, right. could never happen? You know, uh, I, I yeah, I mean, yes, that's that's and that's part of my analysis. Our one of our mucky mucks here, Gaston, reminded me the other day on Twitter, you need to factor FBI meddling into your analytics, and he's exactly that's not even a joke. Yeah, yeah, that's that's straight up. Yeah, I do need to factor that in. That's and at this point, that's the that super pack. You see what I did there. The FBI super PAC may have the last remaining message that could bail Democrats out in this election. Actually, that's I'm going to give you automatic strikes if every time you mention FBI, you do not say super PAC after from now on, from now on. That's a must. Fair. Tough, but fair. I'll allow it. Next, Jay Ford says the tactical retreat analogy of Dunkirk only works if the spirit of the age takes its foot off the gas, just like the Germans did on their approach to the city. So sell because there's other examples other than Dunkirk. Petra is another one. There's new Valley Forge is another one. There are numerous examples throughout history. You want to be nitpicky about that one. I mean, essentially you're arguing that the Nazis lost at at, at, at Dunkirk. There wasn't something heroic that occurred there. And I don't buy that historical analysis anyway. But even if you want to do that to me on that one, there are numerous examples of strategic retreats all throughout history, as a matter of fact. So sell. I don't George Washington's middle name as a general was pretty much strategic retreat. I, he wasn't just blitzkrieging everybody. No, they I, were just basically trying to survive yeah, a lot yeah. of those early mid-years of the Revolutionary War. That's why when War, you look yeah. at how long the, the Revolutionary War was like eight years long. It's because he just bled it out. Basically, the Revolutionary War was a college bat, was the game between Villanova and Georgetown for the 1985 National Championship. Villanova knew that they could win the game first one to 50, maybe first one to 60. They knew they could not win the game 
if it got into the 60s and certainly not in the 70s, right? So they knew had so they needed to win a war of attrition. They had to slow the pace of the game down. And that was the way that they won. And that's how we won the Revolutionary War alongside Providence. We we wanted, we outlasted them. And in the end, the Redcoats essentially just left. They got tired of this and said, so we're, we're, we're tired of dying for New Jersey. Who the hell dies for New Jersey? We're tired of this. We're going back to Sussex, okay? No one wants to die for New Jersey anymore. You can have it, okay? That's what we did to them. That's how we won that war. Now that analogy falls apart when, you know, America's best player was not on crack at the time. There's, there's well, that, like Dwayne McLean. Yes, that... Again. But other than that, well, uh, you had me. Yeah, Hello. I'll, 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 I'll grant your point there too. Yes. <laughs> how about the fact? How impressive was that? You're high on crack, and, and you're like the point guard, and, and you're still willing to slow the game down, <laughs> and you're not like tweaking out. Think about that. You're high on crack, and you're still like, we're still running the Hoosiers' Maybe. offense. Throw pass it four times, you know, before we throw it, before we uh, shoot a jump shot here. That's 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 oh, yeah. pretty. And it's pre-shot that's clock. That game was also pre-shot clock, dude. You know how to handle your crack. If you're tweaking on crack like Dwayne McLean was as the point guard for Villanova, and you're still running a very disciplined, slow it down style of game, dude, you can handle your stuff. I'll give you props on that. Yeah, you, yeah, instead of taking Polaroids of yourself with hookers and uh, <laughs> trying to argue with uh, right. them about how much crack you actually own, uh, Jim Stocker is next. He says it would be more strategically beneficial to the conservative movement for strong grassroots leaders to seek state-level GOP chair positions and reform their state GOP than to seek national office. They could then focus on boosting school board candidates, etc. Uh, I completely agree. And that's probably true comprehensively. The most important election in America this year is in control of Congress or the Senate. It's getting Carrie Lake elected Senate governor of Arizona. In fact, if, I had, if you granted me a choice, lose everything else, but Carrie Lake gets to be governor of Arizona. I think I'd take that because I'm looking right now. We need big plays. We don't have decades and decades to matriculate. I need, I need a, I need big gains right now. And I think the option of her being another DeSantis and the havoc that that wreaks upon the system. And then the example, cause, cause DeSantis has set a new standard for what we expect of these people, mm -hmm. the opportunity for there to be another I think I might take it, actually. I, I'd at least have to think yeah. long and hard about it, yeah. okay? That's not crazy. But, but at the very least, that is the most important election in America this year, is Carrie Lake getting elected governor of Arizona. My God, what an indictment against the Republican yeah. Party that just was. A name we didn't even know who she was two years ago. I had no clue who she was, but here we are. All right, and now for some conversational whiplash, we go to Ed McRae, who has a top 15 list of pre-1970 live-action Walt Disney movies, the top 15 uh, pre-1970 Walt Disney movies ever made. All right, now keep action. in mind, I'm not going to end up seeing several of these, just as an FYI, but yeah. okay. All right. And no, neither have I, but apparently Ed has. Okay. Number 15, Song of the South. I've never, never seen that. Never, never seen it's it. It's censored. I, I don't think you can. Although I'm it. actually anxious to see it now that they're censoring yeah. it. I don't, but I've, but I've never yeah, seen I've it. I've never seen it. Yeah, so I, I got to, I got to sell. Shaggy Dog, never heard of it. I have. I've seen I've this one. I've heard of it, yeah. but I haven't seen I, it. Okay, I'll buy that one. Yeah. Uh, Treasure Island at number 13. Oh, absolutely. If anything, I'll be higher on the list. Yeah. I'll buy that one. Yeah. Bye. Number 12, Johnny Tremaine. If anything, that should be higher on the list. Haven't that's the, that's the Revolutionary War one. Yeah, I think I've seen that. That's really good. Yep. 
Uh, number eleven, yeah. Old Yeller. That's I've not seen it, oh. but I can just buy it on reputation alone. I've it's, read the book. You've got ten more than Old Yeller. Wow, that's strong. Number ten, Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, I've seen this one. Belongs on the list. I'll buy. Yeah. Number nine, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. I loved this when I was a little kid. And it was one of my favorite old Disneyland yeah. rides that's not around anymore. Uh, made you really feel like you were going underwater, right? Uh, I'll buy. Yeah. Bye. Number eight, Davy Crockett. Yeah. I remember. So I guess I've seen more of these than I thought. Yeah, I'll buy. Yeah. Bye. Number seven, Pollyanna. Not seen it. I haven't. And it sounds like a dude code violation to uh, affirm it. So I, I will sell. Yeah. Uh, number six, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I haven't heard of it. Never. I've never heard of that one. So number I'm going to sell. Five, The Absent-Minded Professor. Oh, I love that. It's a great movie with uh, the dad from My Three Sons. Right? Right. Yeah, that's it. That's an all-time classic. I love that film. I'll buy Bye. it. Yeah. Number four, The Parent Trap. Bye. I forgot there was uh, an old My kids and my daughters loved this movie when they were little. Bye. Yeah. Number three, The Love Bug. I liked this movie a lot when I was a little kid. Yeah. yeah. I'll buy it. Is it Dean? What was yeah. like? Dean Schultz. Sh- the, the, the grandfather of Kit. Nice. Nice pull there with the Kit reference. Uh, I like Knight that. Rider? Knight Rider? Yeah. Number two. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, number two, the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh. Never, wow. never, never, never even it. heard of that, man. Number I one, didn't even know that existed. Number one is Mary Poppins. And oh, it's an all, yeah. it's an all-time classic. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good list. I, I, Interesting wow. list. I've seen more. There's no computer that wore tennis shoes. That's old school Kurt Russell from back in the day. You ever seen that one? Never heard of it. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's not that's got to be on your list. The computer that wore tennis shoes. That's old school Kurt Russell. Um and um. Didn't Disney do the live action version of Something Wicked This Way Comes from 1982? That's got to be on your list as well. well I this thought is that pre-1970. was Disney. Oh, pre 1970? Yeah. Okay. Mm. The computer that wore tennis shoes, that might be iffy if that's pre 1970. Okay. All right. Good list. All right. Next, we go to We've All Been Playing Calvin Ball for a While, who says the expansion <laughs> nice. of the college football playoffs to 12 teams has nothing to do with competition, but everything to do with money and the empowerment of the power five conferences uh, i'll sell it's it's it's, it's 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 absolutely both it's absolutely both because it it couldn't do one if it didn't do the other if it didn't at least put forth the perception and this idea that the same teams are going to win it here's what happened when they expanded the college it used to be the old college basketball tournament you had to win your conference and only one team per conference got in and that's that's how it was most of the years of wooden's dominance not to take anything away from it but, I mean, there were top five or top ten teams that weren't getting into the NCAA tournament in that era that he didn't have to play, okay? The first year they expanded it to, nine, to 64 teams in 1985 was the game we just mentioned. And a number, a number eight seed, Villanova, won the whole thing. What you've seen in college basketball with greater access is there's been more democratization of where the talent goes. Now, team, now players know they can go to all kinds of schools and have a chance to play for a Final Four. I don't have to go to Kentucky and North Carolina and sit on the bench for three years and wait my turn. I don't have to do that any longer. And that same thing's going to happen in college football. I mean, if we, if we would have had this process over the last, uh, the, over the duration of the BCS, I think your team would have made it four or five times. Mine would have made it seven. That changes the recruiting dynamic. I mean, when Michigan's recruiting head-to-head against Ohio State every single year, and one school gets to say, we go to the playoff every year, and the other school says, until last year, we've never been, how does that change if they both say, we go to the playoff virtually every year or every other year? It changes the calculus a lot. And it's because of that, and the perception of that, that it does the former. 
I agree that in the minds of the people making the decisions, that's all they care about. I do agree with that. But the, 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 that doesn't take away from the fact that the, 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 the reality that creates that technocratic decision is what I'm talking about. You need both of them. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, but nothing, if, for the sake, if, if my team, your team, anybody's team gets into a 12-team playoff on a regular basis, but is the exact same team... It won't, that's my record point. It won't wise? be the same team. Th- or the no same. What do, you, what do you mean record? What do you mean record rise? If you're the if you're the seventh, eighth, ninth seed, all, almost every year, you're going. What? What's? The, but yes, you got into a playoff because there's 12 teams. But you were still that same record, that same team finishing the same conference. But the, you're not getting into the playoff because there's four teams. Nothing sub. You're just. That's just a gloss. See, that, that, that's what. That's what. That's the point I'm making. I don't agree that that will be the outcome. I agree. What you're going to see is a broader democratization of where the the best players go. I don't have to go and sit for two years at Alabama anymore because now because they only take four. I, Texas A and M's offering me even more money. I can go play there right now, and they'll be yeah, in the playoff. Yeah, just, just being it, it changes the calculus of everything. Actually. You just use money though. To, it's not competition. It's money. You got to well, buy that. Buy, it's both. It's it, you saw the same thing in the NFL. All right, we got a, we, they went to the wild card in the mid to late 70s. Within four years, we had a wild card team, the Oakland Raiders, win a Super Bowl. That, 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 it will, it will, you, you will see this. That's what will happen. Guys, the kids don't want to sit on the bench. They don't. And, and so the idea that, I don't, you know what, I'm a five-star running back. Dude, Wisconsin, I, I go play there next year and go to the playoff next year and run for 2,000 yards. Backs. You often actually don't. That's, 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 we have the, you get great running, running backs back that you, you develop into five stars, but they're often not that highly no, recruited. That's See, my point. All, which is also BS. See, five stars, this, that. It's, I, I like substance. I, I like the actual game. That's what matters. I, I don't like paying people to get that. I don't care about it. You can say they don't. They do. They don't. Does is there a better track record of running backs in this entire nation than Wisconsin football at the college level? That's reality. It's not. It's not a get. Everything else is increasingly turning in to the stuff around the actual game that matters to titillate for, uh, the big time money makers and the little betters, and they've all made their entire idol about this entire thing and the actual football game. It's uh, that's I tweeted out this. I, I'm driving all over. It was a 20-hour drive around the South uh, where I was going. It's the first weekend of college football. The games that everybody's been waiting for. And all the morons on the radio, no matter what channel I found, all they're talking about is the 12-team playoff that doesn't kick in for four years instead of the actual game. Well, that's on them. It's porn to them. The, they want to know what to well, do with the real women. I, I, that's, I don't disagree with that, but the ratings were strong. The games were great. The game itself, if you watch this weekend... It's still as great as it ever was, and we're but gonna I, change. It. I do agree with and that. We're gonna change. I, I do agree with, the, with with your the the perception of those things. I agree with that. But the game itself is. It's funny. We have these conversations every off season. Then we get to the season. And we see the actual games. We're like, yep, still the sport that we love. All right. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Bullion Max. Inflation surpassing highs we've not seen in forty plus years. The value of the dollar getting increasingly debased every single passing day. You're paying more at the pump, the grocery store, for cars, for literally everything else. That's why, uh, when there have been times like this in the past, smart people, uh, people that are wealth creators, they have often used hard 
commodities and assets like gold and silver as their hedge against these kinds of government schemes. And that still works every bit as much as it used to. Try it out today with our friends over at Bullion Max. They'll get you started today with their silver starter kit. They'll offer it to you at employee pricing. They can't make it any more inexpensive than that. That includes so many uh, great silver pieces, including the Silver American Eagle and more. Just one per household, please, because that's how good this deal is. They can't, again, offer it any more inexpensive than the same price they offer their employees. When you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve, that's bullionmax.com slash Steve. So we're going to have a lot more of these, I'm guessing, in the overtime, correct? We will, yep. We will. So if you are not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, this is a great day to do so. In fact, it's a great week. This week... Labor Day week, we are offering a repeat of our biggest discount ever for a Blaze TV subscription. Go to blazetv.com slash dace. Use the promo code dace20. Promo code dace20. You can watch today's leftover buy, seller, hold in the overtime. All of our exclusive overtimes, exclusive content like Glenn's great Wednesday night specials. There will be another one tonight. A lot of stuff that you don't want to miss. Stuff like our Vax special that me and Daniel Horwitz will join us in a moment. And Sarah Gonzalez did earlier this summer uh, that we can't put out uh, for public view because of the censorship. So we have to put it behind the paywall. Get all of that great stuff and more for our biggest discount ever right now. Dace 20 is the discount. 20% off your subscription to Blaze TV for the next year. If you use the promo code DACE20, that's DACE20, when you go to blazetv.com, 20% off your Blaze TV subscription, DACE20 at blazetv.com. Speaking of Daniel Horowitz, he's got a fantastic piece up over at Conservative Review about a story that should be every bit as big as George Floyd, if not more so, and yet is largely being memory hold. We'll get into that and more with him in a moment. Stay tuned. It's been a while since we've had a chance to talk about these, but I mean, I love this product. I mean, these sheets are incredible. Uh, From Cozy Earth... And I mean, it's just, they're just awesome. I mean, I I just sleep without a blanket. Uh, I mean, they, and you guys know, I tend to run hot. I'm pretty hot blooded. Uh, They're temperature regulating soft. That's why they've got thousands of five-star reviews. You won't believe how sleek, how comfortable they feel. Um, Cozy Earth sheets made from 100% viscose, which is from bamboo, which means they're breathable. And because I'm hetero, it mean I don't know what this means. They're moisture wicking. I I don't. Do you know what that means? Not Gil, sure. There's only one right answer. Not no, sure. No. No, we don't know. But apparently, to you ladies out there, it means something to you. Here's all I know, man. I sleep great on these sheets. Cozy Earth even offers a hundred night sleep trial. That's pretty gutsy. We're gonna give you a hundred nights. 100-night sleep trial, sleep on it, wash it out, try it out. If you're not completely in love with these, just send them back. You'll get a full refund. They come in of four natural colors for a limited time right now. You can save 35% off Cozy Earth's bamboo bedding when you go to CozyEarth.com slash Steve to save that 35% off right now, all backed by their 100-night sleep guarantee. And I've this is all I've been sleeping on for the last month or so. These sheets are phenomenal. CozyEarth.com slash Steve for 35% off. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself, 
the one and only Daniel Horowitz. It is good to see you again, my friend. How are you? We are doing all right in this fourth Reich. I mean, it could always be worse, Steve. And it, it can always be worse. There are several things I want to address. Number one, you and I talked about this at length yesterday on Glenn Beck's show, but I, I want to reiterate one more time for those who may have missed it. The study that came out of Stanford, UCLA, scientists around the country, and uh, Peter Doshi over at the British Medical Journal, which is their version of a JAMA or New England Journal of Medicine, that did, for the first time, a true risk assessment of the COVID jabs vis-a-vis serious, ad- serious COVID infection or event. Give us the bottom line one more time on what that study showed. There's safety, there's efficacy, there's benefit, there's liability. You do a controlled trial where you have those exposed to the thing and those who aren't, the placebo group, the controlled group. Okay, you would expect the trial group to do better, right? Now, it's always going to be a debate. Who got COVID, who didn't? Who died of COVID, who died of the vaccine injury, who died of something else, who died naturally was going to die anyway? Well, the best thing to look at is all-cause mortality. Um, and we already saw that a long time ago, that there were more all-cause deaths in the placebo group, uh, what, in, in the control group, in the trial group, I'm sorry. What this study did is they looked at all-cause severe adverse events of special interest, which essentially means hospitalizations, not perfectly, but hospitalizations, which could mean death, long-term disability. It was life-threatening at the time. So the highest level of an of a reaction to to the shot or reaction to anything all cause and there was a net 12.5 per 10,000 greater chance of winding up in that position with a special serious adverse event of special interest among those who are in the trial group mm. okay that is in other words one in 800 people or if you would extrapolate that, if that rate would hold up per the amount of people, 223 million that took the shots in the United States, and that's just two doses, that's 470,000 or so. And that doesn't factor in boosters or anything like that, which is going to grow that exponentially. Right, because you're just multiplying the risk with every round of injection every single time. again, this was likely when it had a little bit of efficacy. This was early on. The point is, this is not a new study. This is a follow-up of their the outcomes of their own trial participants. What happened to them? They knew this early on. Hmm. Who's Eliza Fletcher? She should be uh, our version of George Floyd. And what I mean by that is- Or who was she, actually? Yes, where you have a catalyzing moment that is so horrific that people realize you need systemic, remember that word, systemic changes to deal with a systemic problem. We were told that because of the George Floyd situation, uh, first of all, he was the saint, the greatest human being alive. Um, Every business, private sector, city had to indulge him, create a- No fentanyl addict had ever been, ever been more blessed than he, yes. Not not a single human being alive, I I believe. Um, No one was allowed to have a funeral at that point, but he was allowed to have multiple ones, including indoors. and, and, and that there was a systemic problem that police are too tough on violent criminals uh, and we need to denude the justice system of policing, of tougher sentencing, of you name it, and just let criminals roam loose. Well, we did that and um, 
Uh, we have record homicides, kidnappings, and carjackings in every major American city since that point. Well, Eliza Fletcher is, you know, a 34-year-old mother um, who, mother of two, preschool teacher, lived a beautiful life that actually should be celebrated. She was out jogging, and this uh, perpetrator, who now goes by Henderson, he changed his surname, uh, allegedly planned a kidnapping attack, brutally killed her and buried her body. And the thing is, it turns out that he had a massive criminal history dating back to the juvenile days, the same deal. Each one, he was lowballed in terms of punishment, so it created a reverse velocity that it took eons to get him behind bars. And once he did, it should have been for life, but it was for 24 years, but he got out a few years early for good time credits. Now I'm the only, I just published on this. I'm the only one who has information because I have sources down there that say he was, he got the good time credits just to know what a joke good time credits are. He had several instances of indecent exposure. This is in prison. These are infractions. Somehow got illegal weapons, somehow got illegal drugs tampering with security cameras, and he was let out. Um, he had a rape charge, an aggravated kidnapping. So this is Willie Horton kind of stuff is what you're yeah, describing. Yeah, when he was a juvenile, okay? And then, so the, the, he was serving for um, aggravated kidnapping that he, you know, he would have killed the guy had he not escaped, um, but he was let go. And then I just found out he was let go about a year and a half ago. I just found out last year he was under investigation for, you guessed it, another rape. Hmm. Um, th th there's three layers to this, Steve. So there's the early time credits, which are a joke. You automatically get them. We need legislation, and they actually just passed this in Tennessee, but it's not retroactive, that for the eight most violent crimes, you have to serve 100% of the sentence. Bill Lee, the dirtbag rhino pro-criminal whatever from Tennessee actually opposed it, but he didn't have enough votes to veto it because they would have overrode his veto. So that is in place. Number two, juveniles. If you're a violent criminal, if you kidnap, rape, and do things like that, as this guy did when he was a juvenile, you need to be sentenced the way uh, an adult should be. And then again, an adult needs to be sentenced properly for that too. But you get the point. Uh, Reagan said this before. It's no solace to the victim that you're a juvenile. If if it's rape, murder, kidnapping, things like that. I mean, maybe you'll go easier on on other crimes like petty theft, which we go lenient anyway across the board, but not something like that. And number three. So yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, Steve. One of the J Sixers was initially incarcerated, initially sentenced after having a clean record his whole life for gesticulating at the Capitol. So if we could do that to initially lock someone up, certainly if someone was convicted rapist kidnapper and then they're released, there should be a trigger that if you're not on your best behavior, so this guy was reportedly uh, soliciting uh, sex from people and acting really problematic in some neighborhoods, but it wasn't something he was arrested for, but that should be enough to trigger a reincarceration with someone like that. Um, the point is, Steve, I stood alone for, for 10 years, as you well know, being the only one saying we actually have an under-incarceration problem. There are thousands of people like Eliza Fletcher out there that just senselessly get killed every day um, you know, we think it's all kind of the drug wars and the 
uh, gang wars, which is certainly true, but there's so much of this. And there is no organization on the right, there is no effort, no funding to audit the people out there that we know, that everyone would agree, is a high-level repeat violent offender, that, that they really need to be taken off the streets to go through and audit all the different ways they escape justice and close that. That should be our George Floyd movement um, that Eliza Fletcher should, should represent, but it won't. Republicans will throw in a vacuous line after having supported this agenda for 10 years, and they still do, by the way. Uh, most Republican governors, including Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, uh, don't defund the police. But the police are, are – that's a straw man, okay? The police just apprehend, and in fact, they're only used against us now. Uh, you know, it's a matter of the sentencing and the entire system from the prosecutors, the the judges. That's where it's at. And there is no forward looking agenda that I just laid out that I'm hearing from any Republican. Can you. Can you betray your base? On sacred issues like the like guns. And then vote for the feds to declare open lawfare and warfare on the American church. And because things are so bad, still win control of the Senate. Yes, you can. And that's why they're doing it. Um, uh, I don't know how to say this nicely. I mean, Steve, you and I are in the minority on this point. Um, Whether we like it or not, at present, conservative voters know one thing. You have to defeat the Democrats. And maybe the population of those who started to disagree with that grew from 1% to 2% among primary voters. But the overwhelming majority, and including swing voters, you look at the inflation, you look at all the crises, they won't change. They're not going to get it. But, you know, I don't think it will dampen it much. Um and just so you know what they're probably going to do with that, if, if I'm sure Chip Roy has said this on your show, they're going to time the budget bill to expire in the lame duck. So they're actually going to wait, might wait till after the election anyway, before the GOP majority in the House takes over to ensure that they can't fight for anything substantive and that they'll fund Pfizer, Ukraine, IRS, and um, and obviously ban states from defining marriage as a marriage. If, let me rephrase the question this way then. Is there anything that they could betray us on that it would existentially cost them? I mean, I think it costs them in terms of you blur the lines. Democrats get a lot of hype for um, victories. And you saw that every time they give in to Biden, his numbers actually go up. It happened with infrastructure, happened with the gun bill. Um it, it, it they give him victory. Well, we saw so this I in the Obama years. They'd go up there. Boehner would go up there and negotiate against himself. Obama's numbers would go up because yeah. they looked weak. It, it hurt. No. What, what, so what it, I so mean me, is what, it, what not with the base. OK, that's that's my question. With, my question. My question is, OK, can Lindsey Graham just come out of the closet literally now and say what we all know to be true? And and I'm for meatball surgery on kids. 
and nothing. It's all the same. There, there is there is no position we'll that we ask. So we, the only thing you think that we ask of them is just be called a Republican. That's all we care because about. Because Steve, at the end of the day, would you rather a Democrat? Well, I, I so agree. we're a cult. Horrible, but what you're but, saying but, is we are a cult. That's what you are saying. That, that is exactly okay. what it is. It's a cult, but it's a worse cult than because at least the left believes that your arms were created for Pfizer. Our side believes in nothing but just voting Republican as an end to itself. Steve, there is no, you know, you know, I was hoping that everything we have gone through the last two and a half years would have created this cathartic moment among primary voters. I will tell you. And we don't even need to go to the false choice of the general election. Even in the primaries, it has been a below average cycle in terms of electing good people in primaries, nominating them, that is. Uh, no, I mean, it doesn't matter until there's a concerted effort to show people something new, a new set of issues, a new movement, a new party. At least one of my ideas is going from uh, pro popular primaries to a party conventions, something to shake it up. We will continue doing this in perpetuity. That's why he's the prophet of woe and lamentation, my friends. Good to see you as always, brother. Take care. Take care. Won't disappoint. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Homeowners, beware. You could already be a victim of home title theft and not even have a clue because some, some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto your title to your home. Here's how you can find out. My partners over at Home Title Lock, they've got a special free offer for you today. Just go to hometitlelock.com. Use the code RADIO. At HomeTitleLock.com, when you do, you can enter in your address for free and get a free no-obligation home title scan that's normally a $100 value, but it's free today to you to make sure that your home's title, the only thing that truly proves it you own it, it's still in the free and clear. Again, free and clear, and it's free under no obligation to you today with the code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Thoughts on the conversation we just had with Daniel Horowitz. My first real, like actual, I, I, I really believed this in my heart of hearts, turn out the lights on this country moment was, I think it was back in the summer of 2018. If the name Molly Tibbetts rings a bell to you, she, she was, was the one killed by the alien Brooklyn, here in Iowa. Brooklyn, a very, very, very small town here in Iowa. She was out jogging, kidnapped, abducted by an illegal uh, was ostensibly raped and murdered and hidden. And uh, it, I think it went on for a better part of her search, went on for a better part of two to four weeks. And, and it wasn't that moment. I mean, that was bad enough. It was when her father... Yep. Oh, I remember this. It's when her father said... Don't pick on the illegals. Don't use my daughter's death as an excuse to basically be a xenophobe. Open borders are great. Killed my kid, but there's, it's still great. I just, what, what yeah. do you do with this? That's and, a cult. Uh, and along the lines yeah. of, of what Todd was, was saying uh, or citing Tucker Carlson, it's just gotten, it's got, where would you yet be struck? I, what is the inflection point where we collectively as a society are like, this has to stop. Whatever, whatever we have to do, this has to stop. And I just think we are such a dead husk. We're not even a whitewashed tomb. We're just a husk of, of, of death and destruction and despair, honestly. Aren't right you now. guys glad we came back from the long Labor Day weekend? We, <laughs> true. <laughs> what other 
Shadow's closing line is. <laughs> we're, just, we're just a dead husk. Tell me I'm wrong. Plant that flag, baby. We're never gonna get rich doing this. It's never happening. We're never getting rich. I'm good. I think I'm good with it too. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.